What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Hello, friends. It's Beer Show Night here on 1500 ESPN. Find us online at 1500ESPN.com. My name is Chris Reavers. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. He will be back with us again next week. But uh, it's good sometimes when Mike is gone because a lot of people, a lot of extended friends of the Beer Show family um, are always willing to come in and help out. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man, the myth, the legend, Ben Quam with Ben Paddle is here in studio. Hi, how are you? So, a number of things that uh, I want to talk to you about, but we only get one hour to do this mar- marvelous show. Uh, but you, I, I got this as a gift. I don't want, I don't want you to see it yet. Okay, I got this as a gift. I want to read you this letter because you're my, you're my, you're my guy. I'm, you are so, you know everything about not only the beer industry but the bar <laughs> industry, the restaurant industry. Because you, you've done so many walks. You're the Forrest Gump of that industry. Yeah, I just you've keep, done it all. I just keep working and yeah. working and working. And this is why I love you. And you're the perfect person to ask this. So I want to read you this letter. This is from Anna from Matamide. I got this as a gift, and I. This is why I love a the GL crowd, but the 1500 ESPN crowd because they're always thinking of like things that we might find interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, Anna says, Chris. This oh wait, uh, this was found during excavation by a speakeasy in Matamida. I, I just ran across it. Thought of you because of the beer show. Maybe you can figure out what it is. All right. So I'm. It looks as though and I'm going to hand this to you. It looks like a ceramic style of thumbtack of some type, and I can't for the life of me figure out what it is. It's 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 almost cone shaped. And I can't tell, is it like a cork of some type, or yeah, what is it? So if I had to guess, and again, uh, I'm not a uh, forensic alcoholic anthropologist by any means, but it's uh, it appears to be like a, a ceramic or porcelain. Uh, what it looks like to me, um, have you ever seen uh, Grolsch beer? No, from, I believe it's from Holland. Uh, it's a, a, a big green bottle, but they have the old swing tops. So it's um, it's basically a metal hinge. And then what there would be around this little knob on the bottom is a rubber flange. Okay. Um, or in previous to rubber production, probably a wax flange where you set it on top and then it's a hinge. And once it clicks shut, it holds the beer and oh. holds the carbonation in there. So how old would something like that that you're holding in your hand be? I mean, is this a recent thing or is this from the 80s? Is this, is this uh, even older than that? You know what? I will, I will actually... Google this uh, brewing company, and I will let you know after the break. Because I didn't recognize the brewing company either. That's why I thought maybe you would. Well, it's not machined by any means, so I'm actually kind of impressed. Either this was like a guy in his backyard (laughs) who just went way over the top, or this actually is um, in the days when people would hand make the things like that. I just thought it was cool. No, that's honestly, that's amazing, and that's that's a really cool thing for somebody to find so uh anna wherever you are out in uh, matamidi right yeah uh what an amazing find and i would absolutely keep kind of digging around there and seeing what else you can find so did she maybe happen upon like some sort of excavation well, site of where they might have brewed beer at one yeah, point yeah i mean or? 
I would guess that this is somewhere around prohibition because it's not handwritten on the the top of it. It's definitely like a like a, a pressed, you know, typeface. Okay. Um, and that's a logo in the middle. But again, like I said, it's not it's not perfectly round. It's, and I and I know, will, by the way, I will tweet this out because I know this is radio. So a lot of people are saying, "Well, thanks, we can't see what you're talking about." But I just found it interesting and knew that you would be a guy that would have a, either have a, a story or have an explanation as to what well, it might be. And the only reason that I'm saying that is that it has that sort of notch where you would put a flange, and then it's a triangle, so that all of the force would come to the point right there. Sure. So if that's a you know a ceramic like cast iron knob. All of the pressure comes to that point, so it it, it won't bend or break the the flange or the, the hinge for it. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. That could just be like a really big fat guy's cufflink too. <laughs> so we'll we'll check it out. But, well, and uh, I know we have that we have the two best guests to to answer that question because in the next segment we'll have Bartley from Bed Bruce Dillery, who basically has researched and and or developed every single avenue of craft beer and its history. So we'll get an answer one way or another, or we'll just make it up as we go along. That's yeah. the beauty of this show. Why wouldn't you? Bent, uh, ben Ben Quam with Bent Paddle is here in studio. So let me ask you a question, Ben. Go on. What is new with Bent Paddle? And I know what you're going to ask me. The last uh. time I saw you, <laughs> you gifted me a delicious, a delicious bottle. And I'll, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh-huh. I have been saving it, and I'm not kidding. I've been saving it for the bride and I's anniversary, which happens to be New Year's Eve, because for the first time in years, I actually get to be home on New Year's Eve, and I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to it. I have to ask you a question first. Reavers, when was the last time that you had a New Year's Eve off? (sighs) Between this job and maybe other jobs, whether I was bartending or whatever, it's been about a decade, and I'm not exaggerating. That's so I'm doing the same thing that you are. Because uh, it was I, well before I had kids. I'll put yep. it that way. It's well uh, before I had kids. My last New Year's Eve without work was 2001, 2002. Oh, my God. Uh, so wifey and I are also doing the same thing. So as much as it frustrates me that you didn't open the birthday present that I got you, yes. I totally understand that because when I don't think I ever understood how important a, like a, a celebration like New Year's Eve could be until I I couldn't celebrate it year after year after year after year. And it's not necessarily that that holiday means that much. It's the idea that every year all of these people do this ritual and you don't get to be a part of it. Right. So I I applaud you for saving it. And I think that it is an important thing. Because um, you've been b- building this up. So I wanted it to be there for a special I want you occasion. To try it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily it has been um, not. A lot of places, but it's been around. We've had it at a number of uh, of accounts for people to go buy bottles. We've had it at a number of bars. We'll continue to have it basically through probably the Super Bowl. There will be little pop-ups. Uh, currently, Double Shot, Double Black is what we're talking about. Um, it is currently at... Uh, McKenzie Pub in downtown Minneapolis. Oh, right I next love to the that Orpheum. place. Yes, uh, they are celebrating that it is in fact the win- winter solstice today. So the darkest day of the year. They brought in a ton of really delicious dark beers. There's all kinds of awesome stuff. But do you know why I love McKenzie shot, Pub? Pie. Why? Do you know why I love that place? Why? Because me, I'm a Faribault kid, mm-hmm. and it's a Faribault bar that's in downtown Minneapolis. And what I mean by that. It's it's cool. It's 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 as if you're at your hometown bar, but you're in the heart of downtown Minneapolis. That is exactly what I love about Big that place. Big buck, pinball. It's skinny. It's long. There's a heated smoking area and a patio. Yes. Uh, Brian is incredibly lovable and also very surly. Like it's, it, I get you on that. Oh, it's it's everything I love that, that you place. love about that. And 
And I love the fact, I can't stand this team, but I love the fact that it's a Browns bar. It like, is? Yeah, I didn't even know that. They are, they are a fan of the lovable loser, and there is a thing that I adore about that. Part of it is the Minnesota sports fan in me okay. that I can always identify with. Well, I, I never knew that shot. it was a Browns bar. But yeah, if you the next time you go in there, look up, and on the, the second floor, which okay. everybody forgets exists. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. On the second floor, all the way around, it's dog pound signs, it's home of the Cleveland Browns Oh my signs. God, I didn't know that. Yep. That's cool. So they're having a banner year in lovable loserdom. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. But thankfully, uh, if you're there this weekend watching what may in fact be yet another loss, uh, you have all kinds of delicious beers. Uh, it Literally, it's a, it's a list of probably 13, 14, 15 beers. Um, they tapped them all today at 420 at official sundown from the, the nice. National Weather System. So uh, you, you mentioned the Super Bowl. And I know that a lot of our friends that are in the bar industry are just, they're gearing up for what really, they don't even know what exactly is going to unfold. I mean, everybody knows it's going to be nothing but jam-packed people all over the place. Minneapolis, St. Paul, what have you. The Twin Cities is Mm -hmm. going to be booming. It's going to be a mess, but it's going to be a lovable mess. How does that affect you guys as, you know, as a retailer or how does, how do the the buying habits or how does it change? And do you have to do any type of change to whatever it is you guys do at Ben Paddle? Well, you know, for us as a, you know, a small business here in Minnesota, we're really happy to see a nonprofit like the NFL supporting another small business like <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. So we're not trying to get in the way of that. Right. You know, they're, right. they're a nonprofit doing work for, uh, you know, a self-starter Absolutely. Like, like InBev. What we're looking at doing is saying, okay, we understand that that they've already claimed their pie before the pie was even served. That was sarcasm, folks. Yeah, if you could see it, it's in <laughs> italics font. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if basically we know that we know that they're going to, they're going to do what they do. The NFL is going to do what they do and it's not worth the billion dollar fight. So what we're doing is looking around at all the rest of the accounts and all the different markets around that area and saying, okay, not everywhere is just going to serve Bud Light, McGolden Light, Budweiser, or some of the, the more craftier brands that they've bought. So what do we do about that? So now we're starting to look at different places that say, you know what? All right. 17 bars are going to have that will be the 18th that doesn't. And so we're going to start serving stuff. And and the really neat part for me hasn't, it's not like everybody's given up. It's watching all of these people say with the world watching, we want to show off what's amazing about Minnesota. Cool. And it's embracing the outdoors. It's embracing what makes our restaurant industry great, what makes our beer community great. And all of the breweries so far that I've reached out to to kind of work together, everybody's coming together and saying, all right, we know that we're not going to have as many places as we normally do to kind of show off our brand. So let's all work together and do what we can. Almost like a craft beer hub. Absolutely. Because no no matter, you know, because I went down to Houston last year and that's what I want. I wanted to experience the local flavor when I was there. I didn't, I mean, God bless Surly. Yeah. I, I love Surly, but I don't want to drink that when I'm in another state. I want to mm-hmm. try something that's yep. local. So I totally get where you're coming well, from. Well, and that's, I think the businesses are realizing that too. You know, like everybody knows what Budweiser tastes like and that's awesome. And I'm, I'm sure they're, they're going to make all of their money and that's great. But seeing, um, you know, a place like the Bulldog in Uptown, they reached out to a number of us and said, we want to give you guys each four lines. Let's throw a party that week and just say, Hey, this is what's great about Minneapolis. Um, even a bar like, uh, Republic on seven corners, like walking distance from the stadium, um, 
the sort of Anheuser-Busch's craft division bought out the bar for that weekend because they wanted to have a craft bar to show off. You know, some of the nicer things that like Goose Island has done and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But we're going to take the patio and we're going to show you that in Minnesota, we're proud of our winters. We're proud of the cold. We're committed to cold. So Bent Paddle Brewing and Tattersall Distilling out of Northeast Minneapolis, we're bringing in a 15 by 15 heated tent. And we're going to go all in. Wow. You want to come down Friday? You want to come down Saturday? You want to come down Sunday before the game? We're going to show off. And to all of those people that are flying in, like the NFL, had, one of their hotels is across the street. So they're going to be stopping in and having their sponsored beers. And you're going to look out the window and you're going to see this awesome tent with all this local stuff. And there's no way you're not going to come out. You're of in Minnesota. You are. Of course you are. You're going to yeah. come out. And we're going to say this is why we're here. We're not here in spite of the winter. We're here because we like the four seasons and we want to celebrate Really that. quick, is that area going to be open to the public or yep. is that sectioned nope. off? Nope. It's all open to the public. Well, that's really cool. And it's not a ticketed event. Nope. I can just walk in there and say, I know Ben. All you have to do is have your ID, prove that you're 21, obviously, and Sweet. then come on in and, and buy some beers. That's Ben Quam from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. My name is Chris Reavers. We are just getting going, but we're going to step aside for a quick second. We're going to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for the weekly beer run. Do not touch that radio dial, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the beer show. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. Welcome back, friends. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and on Podcast One. It's Reavers. Fratelloni will be back with us again next week. Ben Quam sitting in for him. You had something you wanted to say before we introduce our next guest. Yeah, I did. Every now and then, uh, you know, what is it? A broken clock is right twice a day? That's right. Uh, I was was correct. Um, Jorg Brewing was Minnesota's first commercial brewery. Uh, it was founded 10 years before Minnesota became a state in 1848. Wow. And doing an image search on this, uh, their pre-World War II bottles were a swing top, and this was, in fact, the stopper. So that thing that. is how old? Uh, it doesn't give a date on when that bottle was, but it would have been between probably around turn of the century and, and World War II. And they, I am going to take this, treasure this, and sell it on eBay. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> on your on your most heartfelt eBay account, right. of course. Awesome. That's very cool. Thanks for doing the research, Ben. Uh, let's welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, ladies and gentlemen. It's not even close. Located at Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis. And in their hometown of White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Tom is here this evening. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I know that you're busy. I had firsthand evidence of that again yesterday <laughs> when I made my uh, stop to get my supplies. And uh, it. I know that it's a, just a busy time of the year and you're yeah. just all holding your breath until just, you get my, through it. My hands are, are doing like a ghost <laughs> stocking the shelves here. I got to just say I'm not in the store anymore. Uh, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's, it's a ramp up. You kind of just go... Uh, as as fast and hard as you can here these two weeks and and you know is keeping up stock an issue or do, are are you guys such a well oiled machine now that you're a few years into this that you kind of know what you're doing? I mean we know what we're doing, but you know it's just such a, a surge in volume that you know any store is is going to be strained and you know I was thinking about it when I was leaving today. I'm just really. You know, you get smalty on the holiday time or whatever, but I'm just really thankful that our 
our our employees, the group of people that we have are are so great. You know, I just as I was running out of there today, you know, everyone's doing their job and and taking pride in in, awesome. in what they do, and and you know, even when it gets busy, kind of people pull together and and do that little extra effort, and you know, they want to you know provide that for 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 the customers at this time of year, you know. Merry well, and Christmas I will tell you, I mean, because when I when I go in there and the the few people that don't know who I'm in cuz I'm in there all the time, but they <laughs> they just they treat you like they don't even they they're just there to service you and take care of you. We have the best you. staff. We've been really, really lucky do. with that, you know, in both locations. Uh White Bear Lake got honored by the Growler this year uh with the Bottle Shop and Liquor Store of the Year in the Metro and uh you know, the Minneapolis store is our flagship and 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 uh, like I said, we've been really lucky with the people that we've been able to put in place and, and, and see them grow and, and take on things and, and, and really step up to the challenge that is these couple weeks. And we're excited about that and excited about the future. What's, what's cool for me is, you know, for my job, I kind of go around the Metro area and go liquor store to liquor store to liquor store and, and bar to bar to bar. And what I love every time about coming to elevated is I always get to have like a fun conversation about beer and about sort of the industry Mm -hmm. and i've always kind of wanted to ask you this is it seems like every single person i talk to like i have to make sure like i'm keeping up with my end of like the knowledge bargain (laughs) is is you know are you guys focusing on training or or is it just that kind of passion for your staff where everybody's just trying to learn as much as they can on their own or yeah i mean i really have to hand it to our staff i mean our idea is to kind of provide that and i think that you know our passion and and kind of the things that we're doing is providing an opportunity, but it really is comes down to our staff really having it, you know, that same passion and and being interested in 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 this and and learning that stuff on their own. I, I get so many, you know, Slack messages from our staff like, "Hey, check out this cool thing," or "What this thing's going on in the industry?" You know, beer, wine, spirits, all all across the board. Um, our staff are interested in it, and, and they're happy to kind of share that with people and. You know, combine that with you know positive attitudes, and it just becomes a, a a cool place to work and a cool place to shop. So, like I said, I was just kind of feeling thankful for that today, and and shout out to uh, our 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 staff here for you know going the extra mile these last couple of weeks. Yeah, one of the cool things that we do every week on this show is highlight a craft brewer or mm-hmm. brewers around the state of Minnesota, around the country, and worldwide. And uh, who is this, uh, uh, this gentleman guy? next to me that I've never seen before That's in my thing. life? I was he just kind of the... ran on the coattails. I saw him hitting the little buzzer to get in here, and I just kind of walked in behind him. <laughs> is yeah. it okay? I saw this guy on the street. No, I was going to take the week off. We have Bartley Bloom from Bent Brew Stillery. <laughs> no <laughs> stranger to the beer he, show. He knows what he's doing. I could just, I'll see you later. Bartley, yeah. how are you, brother? Well, it's great to be back. Great to be back, Reavers. So awesome. it's been too long, and John Height and I were just saying that. But see, now what happens is you come in we're gonna have a little bit of beer john yeah. already did i'm gonna have some at 701 <laughs> and then yeah. i'm like oh, i don't need to go over to bent anymore because i just saw bartley oh. i'm kidding totally yeah, well, kidding, that, totally. you're making an assumption that there will be some left at 701 see that's a good point Ooh. i hadn't thought about that yeah. i hadn't thought about that no absolutely no we did bring beer we always bring beer as we always have brought beer this is kind of what makes the beer show fun so uh i'm looking at something and mm-hmm. i i can already smell it mm-hmm. and it smells incredible yeah. and i 
Is this a new recipe? It's just because I didn't shower today. Is that what it is? <laughs> um, You're no. absolutely right. I was going to say, his eyes are up there. Oh, <laughs> Bartley. Uh, no, this is uh, this year's batch of Uber Lupin. Oh, man. Yes, if, if anyone remembers, two years ago, we came out with a beer called Uber Lupin. Uber Lupin is a 100% German Schwartz IPA. Schwartz, German for black. May the Schwartz be uh-huh, with you. Ah, that too. Yep. Um, so, being a, a, a black IPA, it's very malty, yet very hoppy. Um, we like this beer. We think it's kind of funny because Germans don't normally drink IPAs, but they grow some of the best hops <laughs> and they grow great malts. So 100% German, all German malts, all German hops, German yeast, and made into a big black German IPA. That's the fun part about it. So is back this, again. So my obviously my personal all-time favorite is the Maroon and Bold. Yes. Is this in that same vein? This is just like Maroon and Bold except darker. Which, really? with that darkness, you get a little bit of roastiness. That's yeah, what I think makes it uh, this beer, a little bit different. The, the, it's really about that malt, and I think you're mm-hmm. saying that, you know, the, the quality of the German uh, sourced ingredients really comes through. I feel like there was like a, at first, there was kind of a surge of black IPAs, and it was like, here's this new style that we can do. Yep. And it kind of was overkill for a minute. Yeah. And we kind of walked away from it. And then. You know, lately I've been coming back to it, especially kind of as the weather turns and it's just like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, like in moderation with like everything else that you're right. doing. As long yeah. as I can this fall can asleep be, on the couch. This can be a great style. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. and you know, I've been enjoying it tonight, you know, and I think this particular one, I think, you know, the malt really shines in the beer. You hit on it, Tom, and I'm going to throw this out there. Even as I had gotten into the craft beer world, mm-hmm. a black IPA. When I got started in sample, that's not something I would have it's tried. It's dark and hoppy, two well, things that. Well, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So it's not. It's well, definitely not a gateway beer. Well, yeah. they normally yes. scare noobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, no, no. I, I, I think there's two things. First of all, I think we're ignoring a really great point about this beer. Yelling really loud, Uber Lupin is one of the great. Like that <laughs> word is just amazing. Like, do yes. not ignore how fun that is. Um, but I think that you're so right in that. We get so used to separating things out into these separate categories, and it did hit that weird flood enough so mm-hmm. that uh, Great American Beer Fest created a separate category for it, yeah. yep. and then it was a thing for that year, maybe the second year, and then everybody backed away. But again, to take, there's always qualities of all of these different styles that that we are drawn to, right? And so to be able to take that sort of roasty side that you can get from a, a, a porter or even you know a stout. Mm-hmm. And then combine that with sort of that that brilliant sort of bitter hoppy side of an IPA. Yep. There's no reason not to do that, except for the fact that we we love to com- sort of compartmentalize and and make everything tribal. Where well, no, this has to be this, and this has to be that. Yeah. And and in sipping this, it really is like a nice balance of those two things. And that's the key to it is the balance. I mean, this is one of the things that uh, the a lot of people may, might not know is that a a good stout actually is very high in IBUs. They have a lot of hops in them, mm-hmm. but they are contradicted by the the extreme sweetness of the residual sugars that are left in the beer. So you don't get a lot of that bitterness coming through. With this, it's not just an overhopped stout. It's not just a dark IPA. This is the taking the best of both of those mm-hmm. and balancing them together into a something that highlights both of those great characteristics, the the roastiness, not necessarily all the maltiness, because the hops kind of takes care of the maltiness, but you get the roastiness, the roastiness of a really good, extremely dark stout, 
and the hoppiness of a, of a good IPA. So you got the brightness of that hops that counterbalances with the roastiness to really kind of flow together into a delicious beer. Hmm. So did when, I make you thirsty? Yeah, yeah, you sure <laughs> did, you big jerk. Uh, so when you're when you're developing something like this, are you trying to cater to a certain demographic, or are you just saying, "Screw no. it, I'm going to make a great yes. beer," and if people are going to, okay, yeah. I kind of knew the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> as our hashtag is defiantly distinct, you know, we try to do things that are different, trying to do things that other people don't do. If we do something someone else does, we want to do it better. Um, this. IPA was something that I made in, for the first time in 2009 as a home brewer. Um, it has gotten a lot better, let me tell you. <laughs> I wasn't that great at home brewer in 2009. It exactly like <laughs> it that. It like that. Um, <laughs> so this is one of the things. It evolves as it grows and, and things like that. And this is just uh, has become a very well-balanced and perfectly proportioned beer. And it's perfect for wintertime. For those people who like stout beers and for those people who like IPAs, you know, it works great for both markets, um, which are both things that I enjoy quite a bit. So absolutely. It's something that's it's just come out now. Um, should be uh, around at uh, Elevated. If it's not there yet, it'll be there soon. If we, Tom gets around to finally putting it up and ordering it, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Our truck will be there next week yes. in that area. So sure. uh, this will be—is this featured then at the uh, the tasting? Or, and I forgot to ask you, yeah, tasting yeah. both so days. So we'll have the tasting. It's actually both locations both on yep. Saturday. Yeah, okay. Saturday five to seven. Fi- yeah, he's got it. He's yeah. right. Johnny on the spot here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have our guys out there at the both stores, and we'll be sampling this. Hopefully, it's in the store yep. by then. I guess we haven't double checked, and I don't know. I should look. Just up lie to the audience machine. and say it is. It's there. It's yeah. There. Uh, so is everything else we make, and that actually brings up a good point. There is uh, a case of one twenty. Yeah. There as well. I'm unfamiliar. We should talk about the spirit side of things because this is a cool part about what Ben Brewstillery does. Is yeah. is this, they are one of the only, only the place, only the only place in the state uh, that uh, yeah. also makes spirits. And and we recently just got their barrel strength, yep. right? Bourbon? Barrel strength single malt whiskey. Single malt whiskey. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Um, which is really exciting and and and. They're pushing the envelope in the spirits side of things and 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 making some really tasty uh, stuff. So I think you've maybe had we'll it, mix some of that into the tasting and yeah. and and give people you've, a chance to try. You've that had stuff. the one twenty. You recommend? I haven't it. had the one twenty. Oh. I've had the Stormbringer. I've had the creams, uh, which are fantastic. Yeah, the gin. Uh, uh, I've had the gin, the the poutine. Um, so I've had most of it, but the, the 120 is new and, and limited. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to just lean in a little harder. Can, okay. can we talk a little bit more about the whiskey? Like, please, this time Should of year. Should we turn the down low I've, and maybe light I've, a candle? I've looked, I've looked at what the weather is going to be for the next two weeks, yeah. and all I we want is delicious heavy beers and whiskey on the side. So if you could give me just some notes, like, what, what am I going to get out of that? Is it going to be, like, skewing more towards the caramel, a little on the fruitier side, or... Yes, both. Actually, oh, nice. we uh, we just recently released a uh, it's a single malt barrel strength whiskey called 120. Um, it's just about three years old in the barrels. Bottled it up, um, put it out there to the world, and it is I don't know one of our masterpieces. It is right. absolutely phenomenal. When I was uh, and you're a whiskey guy, I so am. I know that I'm you're not, I know you're not blowing guy. smoke when no, you say that. I, I loved it. I, actually, when I was when I was uh, doing some sampling of some barrels, just as I normally do for, you know, 
Yeah, As you do. For fun. Just, just yeah. a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> just a or Tuesday. Um, Just checking some few things out, you know, and I, I pulled the pin out of a barrel and took a little sample, and I was like, huh, well, that little bit was good. Let me see about a little bit more. Pulled a little bit more out, tried it, and I was like, are you kidding me? I, you just described my ready. evenings like three nights a week with the bottles that are on my bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 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 that one was good. Around. Let's yeah, try it again. Find barley in the barrel room later. Then. So, yeah, <laughs> as I'm sleeping on the floor. Um, but then I proofed it down to 80, which is normal bottling strength. I mean, this is something that has been done for about a century or so. People have been, you know, mm-hmm. bottling up booze at 80 proof. So I proofed it down to 80, and I was like, this is actually better at 120. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bottle this at the strength that comes out of the barrel. So this, why, why do you think that that is? Why, well, why was it better when it was stronger? Uh, maybe because of the intensity of the flavor and the smoothness of the flavor. This is a properly aged whiskey. There are a lot of people that, uh, that release young whiskeys, and there's a lot of people that release old whiskeys. Old whiskeys, if it took you that long for it to get great, how crappy was it to start with? Okay. So this is my view on aging, just so you know. I I think age is just a number. Age means nothing. Thank you for saying that just for the four people in this room. I think that we we can all put that on a T-shirt for ourselves. (laughs) Yes, yes, us old guys. Um, Flavor and aroma, actually, are the most important things. Now, I'm I'm also a strong believer in garbage in, garbage out. You put really good whiskey into a barrel, it's not going to take 12 years for it to be phenomenal. It will be great a lot sooner than that. So with that theory, we've created a, a, a 10, 12-year-old whiskey in three years using that theory. Hmm. So it's got that richness. It's got that caramely. It's also got a little bit of a pear mm, nice. flavor to it, too. Um, it, it's just really got this totally complex flavor and extremely smooth there is there isn't that burn that you would expect at 120 when people sample this they say wow this is a really good whiskey did you know that it's 120 proof i did not (laughs) you know now that you told me um and this is a whole the whole reason why we did this is because of the flavor and another reason is because this is a throwback back in the old west days if you got a, a shot of 80 proof whiskey that bottle would be smashed against the the proprietor's head that that's watered down mm-hmm. everyone talks about well don't give me that watered down stuff give me something you know from the good shelf mm-hmm. it used to all be all whiskey used to be 120 ish proof whatever it came out of the barrel at it just so happens that 120 proof is the optimum aging proof for whiskeys for color extraction and flavor extraction from the wood science has proved this now it didn't prove it back then. It was just, we just know it because we've tried other different things and this is what kind of worked. Mm-hmm. But now it's been proven. It was only in the last century that uh, the big guys decided to water it down because, hey, I get 50% more product and can charge the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So it's a money thing mm-hmm. to make it 80 proof as the standard of bottling. Well, we don't always agree with tradition. <laughs> We're not really big fans of a lot of it in that regard. So we like to do what works great and what's the best flavor. Go ahead, Ben. Well, you know, and all I was just in talking about that whiskey, um, to all of our beer fans out there, uh, I know that there's a larger proportion of beer fans that enjoy spirits than there are spirits fans that enjoy craft beer. Mm-hmm. But I would highly recommend to any of you to do side by side. 
Yeah. You know, if you get something that is on the the darker end, on the more potent end, especially something that has a lot of that sort of roasted side or caramel or chocolate side, pair that with a a bourbon, a whiskey, something like that, and watch as you go back and forth, like take a small sip and then take a small sip and watch how it changes your palate and what you draw out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, to use uh, our cold pressed black uh, from Bent Paddle, for instance, if I drink uh, a little bit of a, a sweeter whiskey, a sweeter bourbon, or maybe a sweeter Irish, I'll notice a lot more of the caramel and chocolate side of it when I drink the beer again, mm-hmm. because it's sort of helping your palate sort of notice those different things. So as you experiment with craft beer, also do the same with spirits and kind of see what works. You know, playing with uh, the lighter end of like Pilsners and things like Akavit or tequila, you'll start to notice different strains in all of those as well. So just like you would in cooking where you pair sides with a main course, kind of do the same thing when you're when you're drinking just to try and see what else you can get. Uh, Bartley mm-hmm. from Bent Bruce Distillery. Tom from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Ben Quam from Bent Paddle. We're all in here, and I want to step aside for a quick second. I don't care, Tom, if you know the time. You are going to stay here till 7 o'clock. We're going to step aside for a quick segment, and then we're going to be right back. You're listening to The Beer Show. Final segment of The Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. That's my guy, Manny Hill, rocking the tunes back there. Ben Quam, Bent Paddle. And uh, Bartley from Bent Brewstillery is here, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We did mention yep. the tasting. We did mention the Uber Lupin. I want to talk to you guys as my pals, as my bros, as my com- comrades, I'm curious, where are we going craft beer-wise? Not only just in the state, but I, I like kind of finding out, not necessarily buying trends and buying habits, but where do you guys see craft beer kind of going over the next, whether it's six months, year, two years? Where do you guys see it going? Well, personally, I see it uh, taking, getting more and more entrenched. Um, yep. A lot of people look at it as a fad. It is by far a fad. In the years in the past, when it has become popular, at those times it was a fad. Now this is becoming more of real life. This is just part of life. It's part of what you you choose as your path in your uh, adult beverage consumption. You know, a lot of people think that craft beer, it's like, oh, it's a whole bunch of overpowered beers and all this other stuff and it's over expensive and and that sort of thing but it's not it's it's more of a of, of a, a change in the culture of enjoying your path um, enjoying what you eat enjoying what you consume you know I'm not saying that the guy that drinks a dozen Coors lights versus the guy who drinks three craft beers isn't getting to the same destination they are <laughs> it's just you're enjoying the destination so much more whereas the guy drinking the dozen Coors Lights or Mega Brand, whatever it is. I mean, I don't don't yeah. think I'm bagging Coors Light. Um, the destination is the same, but the, the guy that's doing that wants that destination. The guy that's doing it with craft is wanting to enjoy the, the, the journey right. more than just getting to that destination. What about the guy that wa- drinks 12 IPAs while he watches a Vikings game? <laughs> well, then God bless you, Reavers, as you do that. <laughs> Ben, what do you think? Well, I believe that we call that case day. Yes. If you know what I mean. Yes, that is what we call that. Uh, Yeah. You know, I actually weirdly had this discussion uh, two days ago at uh, Pigate My Pizza in Robbinsdale. And I think what a terrible place. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I know. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I honestly, I think that, that we've hit this point. People that say that it's a fad don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they're people that that aren't a part of what what's done this. And we're at sort of a watershed moment where Pandora's box is opened. And what happened was 
our generation said, we're not going to do what you guys have been doing. And it's not just craft beer. In, in order to talk about this, we have to talk about craft cocktails. We have to talk about local pushes in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And what it's been is, I'm not going to take something that you tell me I have to eat and you're going to charge me whatever. I'm going to go and support things that support the community that I care about. I'm going to support craft beer that helps put money back in the economy that gives jobs to the people around me. I'm going to support restaurants that support the farming community as opposed to taking it out of the farming community and giving it to agribusiness. I'm going to continue to support small uh, like boutique uh, spirits. I'm going to take this time to really put my money where my heart is. And it's a reason that it's one of the reasons that I work for Bet Paddle because they put money directly back into the community. And looking at all of these different microbreweries around the state, that that's where it is. It's reinvesting in the community. It's saying, I don't mind paying a few bucks more for way better beer, for way better spirits, for way better things, and for way better service. I I can order, you know, a frisbee on Amazon and it'll be here tomorrow. But I can actually take time and get something that I really, really care about from people in my own community who support the community that we're in. And at this point, that's the biggest movement that we have going on. And if that can continue to grow and that that's how we that sort of that's how we sustain sort of our micro economies. All right, Tom, you're up. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just thinking about uh you know, my experience when I go out, you know, I, I, I was kind of, you know. Wait, you have young kids. You don't go out. Eh. <laughs> Every once in a while sure. when I, I bribe the wife. Um, you know, I, 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 I just expect a certain level of, of, of beverage thing. And I, and I started out saying, oh, you're kind of a snob, Tom. You, you know, you're in the business or whatever. But it's just, it's really not. It's just about. It, is this place that I'm going to, whether it's a sports arena or a restaurant or whatever, um, taking the time to like understand what the customers and consumers want. And just like Ben said, I mean, I'm interested in who's making my my beverage and and how they're making it. And, and uh, those things are important to us at Elevated from the beginning. We've always had you know, the, the craft beer movement in the Twin Cities in our mind, and, and we've, you know, doubled down on that with the spirits thing that's been happening lately. And, you know, it just, it's just, it, 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 it's intuitive for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yes, this is, you know, small business. We're trying to do something. We're trying to look our neighbors in the eye and, and sell them a product that we know and, and we think is good. And, and, and so, you know, just to have this momentum is a great opportunity, and and I think that you know we continue to go out and try and find, you know, those good products and 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 bring people good experiences. You know, this is about one of the funnest things about this time of year for me is like to say, okay, you're gonna go to this party, and I'm gonna give you this product that's gonna be the talk of that party, and you can talk mm-hmm. about this or that or whatever it may be. It's it's the hops that went into it or it's the barrel aging or, or whatever it is and it's going to create that moment that's that's just irreplaceable all right in the closing couple of minutes here 60 seconds for each of you bartley tell me everything i need to know about bent bruce Dillery online i can find you at <laughs> bentbrucedillery.com oh you can you can find us at www.bentbrucedillery.com and we have got a bad santa costume contest sweet oh. this yeah. this saturday 
Um, this is a fun thing we did uh, a couple years ago, and it turned out great. We had some people throw, you know, showing up just all dirty and disheveled, and we nice. had some kind of sexy ones and all that sort of stuff. And all of it is for a food drive for uh, oh, cool. for Southern uh, Noka County Food Shelf. Um, so bring a, a food item. You get a, a two-for-one beers and things like that. You know, show up with food because this is all a food drive. Nice. But it's also a fun costume contest. So, you know, come dressed as, as your favorite Santa or dirty Santa, bad Santa, whatever kind of Santa you want to be. <laughs> it's your time to be, uh, it's, it's kind of a lead off of after, you know, the the Halloween. You can actually be something Santa. And, and it's a great, uh, great little event, and it's all for the common good of the food shelf. And uh, you guys will be featured at Elevated at both locations this Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. where I can sample yep. Uber Lupin. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uber Lupin and everything else we make. And, uh, and uh, how long can I still get uh, my favorite beer, Maroon and Bold? Uh, maybe another couple of weeks. Damn it. Damn it. Run out of time. Yeah. Out of time. <laughs> uh, ben Quam, Bent Paddle is, uh, is the brand that you represent. Tell me everything I need to know in the next 60 seconds about Ben Paddle. Uh, honestly, right now, I just want to give a shout out to everybody for an amazing 2017. Uh, we took the gold at Great American Beer Fest for our 14 degree ESB. Awesome. Uh, the Growler Magazine gave us uh, Best Lager for our Venture Pils, gave us Best Pale Ale for our 14 degree ESB, and uh, Best Branding. So it's been an incredible year for us. 2018, the spring, we have our new tap room and our new pilot brewing system opening up. So anybody that's looking to go to Duluth, uh, wait till spring, Road man. Trip. We're going to throw a party. Road We're going to get crazy. Um, and on a personal level, it's the holidays obviously coming up. It's a tough time for a lot of people. It's a wonderful time for a lot of people. But uh, for everybody out there that's having a great time, take an extra second, look around your group of friends, and uh, just make sure everybody's doing all right. That is, this can be a really rough time. That is an awesome, awesome piece of advice because all of us have – Gone through that time with someone, especially this time of the year where it hasn't been yep. all joy and, ho- and and jolly and everything like that. But that's a really good piece of advice. Uh, awesome. So, Tom, uh, when I walk in uh, to Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my stop is uh, Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis. And I talked to uh, one of those fantastic employees that are at your store. One of the things that we have not mentioned yet is your Build a Six-Pack program, which is key this time of the year because you can sample everything great and maybe stuff you haven't tried whether it's bent paddle up in duluth whether it's bent brustillery over there in roseville your well, staff you want to try both or both a combo pack a combo bent go. pack what i awesome. what i love about your staff is they will do a great job to cater to the needs of whether it's something that you want or maybe you don't even know but you're buying for somebody yeah. and you can give them what yeah. they want just come in and tell us hey this person likes this beer they're they're advanced they're they're introductory We'll we'll kind of take you through that the the build your own section. We have the biggest section in in the state, um, five hundred plus singles. Um, so you can build any, and our staff loves to help you with that. It's huge this time of year. We have tons of like gift packs, gift card promotion right now. You can get a free pint or a free T shirt with a gift card purchase. So check that out. And your swag stores. is good. You guys yeah. got good swag. Look at yeah. You guys want to see my oh, shirt? Yeah, I got my it. elevated oh, shirt over here. My Viking elevated shirt. I find it around town. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got good stuff going on. Uh, gifts for people that you, you have a hard time with. A nice bottle of scotch is a great gift. You anything know, with bent on it, yeah. always good. <laughs> bent paddle, <laughs> bent distillery. Yes. yes. Just anything bent. Any, yes. any bent thing is great. <laughs> yep. and, and we have those tastings going on nonstop from now through the holiday. We're open on Sunday. Now, Christmas Eve is on Sunday, so you want to 
know that the the hours are 11 to 6. We're mandated for that on, on Sunday. But what it's if I want to walk in there at like 9.58? Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, okay. Darn yeah, it. It's, it it's, it's a busy time, so get in tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Get everything you need. Get those last-second gifts, and, and we'll be there for you. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, Tom, uh, on behalf of uh, everyone here at 1500 ESPN, thank you to you and Ryan for uh, your great partnership with this show and this radio station over the past uh, number of years. We love you guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas to everybody here yeah. and, and everybody listening. Uh, thanks for making the beer show so much fun. Bertley. Yep. And we love best. you guys, too. We love ESPN 1500. We love Ben Paddle and Ben Quam, And we love Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits yes, both sir. stores. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Always Equally. great to see you. you ben Quam, thanks for pinch hitting, man. Hey, I love it. You. And uh, happy holidays to you, Manny. Appreciate see, it, Manny, Manny finally getting some love here in the beer show. <laughs> love, love the Manny love. Peace and love yes, to Manny. If you there missed you any portion of the program, it. check out the podcast. You can find it online at 1500ESPN.com. Until next Thursday night, cheers. Merry Christmas.